this show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Noise. I'm your host, Derek Coward. Comic Book Noise can be found at comicbooknoise.com and it's part of the Deliberate Noise Network. For more details, please go to deliberatenoise.com. If you'd like to send feedback, you can email me. My email address is Derek, that's D-E-R-E-K, at comicbooknoise.com or you can call the audio comment line at 734-331-0772. If you'd like to make a donation to keep the network running, Please go to comicbooknoise.com and there are links on the homepage so that you too can either donate off Phonic Minutes, which is the service I use to process the individual episodes, um, uh, a direct donation through PayPal, or you can become a patron uh, on Patreon like these fine folks. Um, do, do, do. Let me get this right. Okay. Sorry about that. I thought I had everything all set up. Like these fine folks. Dave Slusher from the Evil Genius Chronicles. Bruce Rosenberger. Vicious Smith. Martin Ferretti. Rick. <laughs> James Johnson. I know who Rick is. I just think it's funny. He's just Rick. Uh, James Johnson. Thank you. Um, Ken Kennedy. Justin Carguth. Chris Ivey. Edward Elmore Jr. and Dave Levine. Um, I'd like to thank all of you. Seriously. Um, let me know that I'm not wasting my time out here, you know? Anyway, um, yeah, thank you. So I know that last, well, the episode before last, I said I was going to cut out doing the car shows, and then last episode, I ended up having to do a car show. Um, but now this is the format that I want the show to go. Hopefully I no longer have to be hearing me talk about formatting. Okay. Um, earlier in the week, the, there were really two sort of, um, comic book related, uh, stories that, um, quote unquote broke. Um, one of them was the fact that, like Superman, Batman is getting his draws back on the outside. Um, I'm not sure what issue it's coming in. But, yeah, I mean, DC and Marvel, they like to give the illusion of uh, progression. That, you know, the illusion of change. Things are going to change. But then, eventually, they change back. <laughs> You know, um, they don't usually change back to the original, but they change back to the most popular or what is easiest, I guess you could say. Because um, if you remember, what was it not even a not even two years ago, maybe a year and a half or so ago, uh, or I'm just getting my time completely wrong, my timeline completely wrong. Um, the big thing was the Amazing Spider-Man. He done a, a, a he had changed his costume so that the there was like a, a green outline around the spider yeah and this was actually um 
controversial amongst comic book fans. Some liked it, some didn't like it. I thought it was just a bunch of much ado about nothing. Um, I actually looked at the past few covers for Amazing Spider-Man, and guess what's not there? So, I mean, that's what happens, you know. Um, I don't know why DC decided to make such a big a big to do about the the draws coming back, but they're back. Um, the other thing was uh, Captain Marvel the movie. There was some out of context <laughs> images of um, Brie Larson in the costume, and some people didn't like the costume. And it's like, all right, once again, it doesn't mean much of anything, you know? Um, yeah, so uh, people wanted to complain, so people complained. That's what people do. Then, uh, just when I thought those were going to be like the top two news slash controversies of the week, uh, Mort Walker died. Now, Mort Walker was the creator of um, Beetle Bailey and um, High and Lois, which was a spinoff of of Beetle Bailey, um, and a bunch of other ones that I really hadn't ever really heard of because some of them didn't last as long as those other two. But uh, he died. And this is not funny, but he was in the he was he was a professional cartoonist for eighty years. He died when he was ninety four, but eighty years he was a professional cartoonist, comic strip creator, whatever, however you want to put it. Eighty years. <laughs> right? Um and that's when he, he was fourteen when he sold his first um idea. You know, so that means he had to be drawn before that. I just that just amazes me. Um, and I also found out that something else I didn't know that Beetle Bailey, um, which you know everybody knows, it's the it's the uh, the army um, comic strip, but it was originally set on a um, in a college, and then he, he then uh, Mort decided to switch it over to. Um, an army setting to build on his own um, army experiences. And that's where the strip really took off. So, I mean, 80 years, <laughs> that's still just, it still just blows my mind, you know, 80 years. And he found something that he loved, you know, now they don't think that there's going to be much of a, um, of an interruption to the to the, the to to any of the changes to the um to the strips that are currently still going because for the past few years um friends and family have been actually doing the drawing um he's been drawing whenever he could you know when his health felt up to it but for the most part they've been doing it so I don't really see there's going to be a whole lot of change you know it, it might change from um, Beetle Bailey by Mort Walker to Mort Walker's Beetle Bailey by Mort Walker the Third, something like that. So I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Anyway, um, yeah, eighty years. All right, there's still no comic book <laughs> review. Um, 
because once again, I didn't really have a chance to read much. I've been work, working my way through uh, Black because I have the, the Kickstarter edition. Um, and I wish I feel sorry for uh, oh Osa Jeffo, however you pronounce his his, uh, his last name. His first name is Kwanzaa. Um, but what I have is the the, the collection uh, one through six, written by him and illustrated by Jamal Igel. And I'll tell you right now, the reason I feel sorry for him is because, number one, I just screwed up his name. But number two, um, he, the, the, Black is so good. It's about, excuse me, um, what if black people are the only ones with superpowers? Um, it is so well written and uh, the artwork is so well crafted that um they've lost all all of the creators who are involved with this right now have lost their uh their indie um shit what's it what's it called when you, when you grave on a curve um yeah that just guess the the indie curve basically because everybody knows that um books from d c and marvel um are reviewed differently. Some say much more harshly. Some say much more um, leniently. Leniently? Yeah. Then books by um, uh, Image, Dark Horse, uh, IDW, uh, Boom, Dynamite. Um, because there's, there's an expectation that DC and Marvel is going to have better writing, better artwork than those books. And when you go um, even a little further down, and I'm not saying further down the ladder, but you know what I mean. And there, there, there's a certain hierarchy to um, to comic books, and DC and Marvel are at the top. So um, the a lot of the, the the Kickstarters that are out, a lot of the indie books. When people take a look at them, they don't judge them as harshly because they know that they don't have a lot of the same kind of corporate resources behind them. Um, and this is definitely me speaking for myself. If anybody else agrees with me, you're a smart person. But if you don't agree with me, eh, I'm not going to hold that against you either. But um, <laughs> because they because there's there's such um, a, dis, a, a, a disparity and uh resources being allocated a lot of times i'll take i'll i'll read an indie book um and i'll think to myself hmm this looks kind of weird or huh this this you know the the lettering is a little bit off or they should have had a story editor read this because this doesn't make sense compared to what was said before but because the indie book is a and eh, this is just a, this may be just a couple of guys in there but you know working out of their um the garage uh, on the probably basement. Um, so you don't hold them. You don't hold their feet to the same fire that you would DCMR, right? Um, but with these guys, they may not get um, uh, ranked with DC and Marvel. But from the quality of this book alone, Black Mask 
um, <laughs> that's the, 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 the company, they are definitely to me on the same level as a dark horse or a, um, or an image or IDW. This is the same guys that I, I mentioned before, you know? So, uh, yeah, the, the next thing I read from, from them, it's going to have to bring it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's all I can say. And I'm still not even finished with this. It's, it's a six story. It's a six part story. I'm only on number four. I just finished number four. Started on number five. Um, but I'm taking my time and I'm savoring it. This is really good so far. Anyway. So that's the only comic book that I've actually even had the opportunity to, uh, to even look through. You know, I'm a, a busy and very tired person. All right, now I have had an opportunity to watch some TV because it is a lot easier for me to watch television than it is to sit down and read a comic book. Um, Simply because if you're watching TV, there are certain households um, (laughs) where if you're watching television, somebody will come in, they'll wait for a commercial. All right. But if you're reading a comic book, they'll want to talk to you right then and there because, hey, it's just a comic book, you know. Um, So there's there's been some things that I've been watching. Uh, Supergirl, they have um, introduced a bunch of superheroes, you know, you know, a virtual legion of them (laughs) into the storyline. And I'm really enjoying it, even with some of the changes that they've made to the characters um, and pairings and such. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying Supergirl and the Legion. A lot of people that I've seen online, they're wondering why they introduced um, the Legion with Supergirl. It's like they forgot that there was a comic book called Supergirl and the Legion of Superheroes. You know? Anyway, um, on uh, Flash... With Barry, um, if you're not caught up, I'm trying not to spoil anything, but with him being indisposed at the moment, uh, I'm glad that they're still moving along with um, who I think is the excess character. All right. Uh, during the the crisis on Earth X, a crossover from a few months ago, they introduced a character, but they never gave her a name. Well, this character reappeared again, and the way she was talking and the mannerisms and the look, it seems like this is excess from the Legion of Superheroes. If so, I'm looking forward to that. Because I don't mind if they have another... I don't mind if they have another Supergirl in the Flash crossover. You know, they they can have another one during the season. I have no problem with that. Um, they don't need to bring in everybody all the time. But if they're going to figure out a way to have the Supergirls Legion and the Flashes, hopefully Legion, crossover, I'm with it. You know, um, Black Lightning continues to impress. The <laughs> if you haven't seen the second episode of, of Black Lightning, I'm, once again, I'm going to try not to spoil anything. But uh, pay attention to the Al Green song, especially the one. Uh, playing at the very ending. Uh, <laughs> there was a part that made me laugh out loud. Um, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Just to say that uh, 
man, it's it's some good stuff. <laughs> it really is. Um, I haven't watched um Riverdale. I'm not caught up on Arrow. Uh, I'm like two weeks behind on Arrow. And uh, Lucifer. Lucifer is pretty good still. Um, yeah, that just leaves Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which, once again, like I said, it, it kept me on the edge of my seat. Right? I'm watching it, and there are times where it gets to the commercial, and once again, like I said, I realize that I'm sitting leaned towards the screen and I have to sit back, right? Why do I keep calling the screen the TV? Because <laughs> I'm looking at my, my computer screen. So I have to sit back, you know, or there are times something happened and I have to like take a breath. I mean, it's just really good stuff. Um, it deals with something that I hate, which is called time travel. Um, I normally refer to it as time travel bullshit, but, uh, the way that they've crafted this story and they've done the setup, um, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, um, they had a face off between Mac and uh, the <laughs> the villain of this particular story arc, and he looked as like kind of expect for you to be bigger, you know. And I, I once again, I laughed at that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what other. Uh, I can't think of any, but those are ones I watched. Pretty much watched everyone. There's another. Oh crap! Uh, oh well, I can't think of it, so I'm just going to move on. All right, now I was able to read. Uh, read, jeez. You want to try this again, dummy? Okay, let's try this again, dummy. I was able to watch a comic book related movie, you know, and that was um, Attack on Titan Part One. Now, Attack on Titan is a. Um, I first saw it in an uh, uh, anime form, and it's based on a manga. Now. When I started watching this movie, right, which the subtitle version, um, subtitle helped keep me awake, right? Um, they made some changes to the uh, to the anime, which also had to make changes from the manga. But um, at first, I didn't like the changes at all. <laughs> you know. Uh, then I found out that there there were certain changes they needed to make because they changed the um the setting of 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 the movie. I had no idea because I guess I just never really paid attention. But the anime, and I have to verify to see if it's the same way in the manga. But the anime for um, Attack on Titan is based in. Germany, you know, which makes sense because there's so many people with, who have Germanic names and last names and that kind of stuff. Um, but they changed it to Japan. So a lot of the, the Germanic influences were lost. A lot of the names, some of the characters, 
um, some of the architecture even, you know. Um, so I'm watching and there was um, the motivation of the main character changed drastically. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it like that. I was going to say that when that did happen, didn't like it, didn't like it at all. But um, yeah, I forgot what I was saying. Anyway, I'm going to hurry up and wrap things up. All right, finally, I'm going to give you a quick um, preview of what I'm going to read. Um, Titan Comics has their version of Robotech uh, Volume 1 coming out pretty soon. And I have a review um, copy, and I want to read it before it is released towards the end of February. So I'm going to hurry up and finish reading Black and then... Um, even though I had other things ahead of it, I'm going to push them out of the way so I can get to Robotech. Um, yeah, so that's what is coming up. But, uh, for right now, I don't know if you heard or not, but my family has returned instead of just saying, Hey, I wonder if he's doing anything. They start yelling, Hey, we're here. Anyway. Um, so right now I'm done making a lot of noise. That sniff was off time. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> let's try that again. Um, but for right now, I'm done making a lot of noise. A lot of comic book noise. Take it easy. Oh, my God.